All right. I think I think we're up. I think we're doing the thing. Hopefully. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it is just about to be off season. So I'm I'm I started experimenting early and also figuring out uh, different things with the live setup. So uh, yeah, welcome nerds. We are going to be talking news and then uh, according to the poll that we can now put up on the YouTube channel because we leveled up, um, we are going to be starting tonight's gaming portion with, it's not the new Ghostbusters game, I wish I had the new Ghostbusters game, I don't even think the new Ghostbusters game is out, but it is a Ghostbusters game on the Xbox, uh, I don't have the box right here next to me and I can't read the tiny print to tell you exactly which Ghostbusters game it is, but it's a Ghostbusters game nonetheless, so, uh, since it did take us an extra half an hour to set up the stream this evening, uh, I am going to just jump right in once we say hello to chat. So hello, Chris, and anyone who might be lurking. Uh, I am going to assume, Chris, that uh, I, I didn't get very many votes, but at the at the very least, that first vote was probably you, I bet, for the, the game tonight that we're playing, huh? Uh, let's pull up the read... And oops, pop out chat. Oh, that's gonna screw with it, isn't it? Uh oh, did I do that? I totally did that, and I apologize. And I'm gonna fix it right now. Whoop! All right. I was trying to be crafty with the chat, but it's not letting me be crafty. So we'll just have to... Stream Elements bot is running. Yes, it was. Yeah, that's what I thought. All right. So we're going to jump. We're, we're going to get to the Ghostbusters, but I promise. But <clears throat> we are going to jump into some news, uh, starting with Cosmic Book like we do. Uh, there is actually a little bit in the music that I kind of want to do uh, that was... Similar to the um, the big four and all of the subgenres of metal, there's there's something else on. I think it's metal injection uh, that we're going to try and find again. But either way, that's 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 in just a little bit. So let's start with the news. So Tom Hardy and Venom Three gets director Kelly Marcel. So we're moving forward with the third Venom movie. Tom Hardy. Venom 3 now have a director, and it's Kelly Marcel. Marcel is no stranger to the Venom franchise, as she wrote and produced the first two movies that made a combined 1.36 billion worldwide at the box office. According to IMDb, Venom 3 will mark Kelly Marcel's second directing gig behind Ferryman, which is in pre-production and is described as following a young girl who emerges from a train crash on an empty Scottish landscape. Believing herself to be the only survivor, she learns instead that she is the only fatality and is trapped in a dangerous... Oh, that sounds like an interesting movie, not gonna lie. Uh, yeah, I don't know that... There are no other plot details are known for Venom 3. Tease Spider-Man on social media, but we'll see about that. Uh, next is Justice League 2. What the heck? Uh, so, 
Before we talk about this, I feel like it is worth mentioning that anything moving forward that has Henry Cavill as Superman is not exactly uh, the continuation of the Snyderverse. It is uh, the Snyderverse for most intents and purposes is no more. This is kind of like jumping universes, but still everything looks really similar. Um, as evidenced by the fact that he was wearing a very different suit in, at the end of Black Adam. So uh, that, that I, I that just I feel like all of the, the uh, Snyderverse folk are just going a little crazy <laughs> and I it's as far as I can see and I'm not the most connected news media source yet but I will be um, but as far as I can see it does not look like anything aside from the actors in the roles is going to be continuing from the Snyderverse so like probably some very big changes as kind of evidenced even at the beginning of this transition by Aquaman and it's very different tone which did very well for DC and Warner Brothers. So, all right. Henry Cavill rumored for Justice League 2. So, rumor, movie rumors. It's claimed that as part of Henry Cavill's return as Superman, that he has signed on for three movies, including Justice League 2. Cavill recently... So, that that's the other rumor. I've seen this, actually, from a number of different places, that uh, he's... The number varies, but it's usually somewhere in the neighborhood of three or five. I think one place I, I was uh, reading the other day is, said six, but generally all of them agree that it is three movies and then a number of other cameos. So something like Justice League 2 would probably qualify as a movie and then like uh, 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 World's Finest I would imagine would also qualify as another movie if we get uh, what the fanboys want. And then uh, Man of Steel 2 will also be another movie. And then a number of cameos, like I said. So something similar to the Shazam thing. Unless we're going to count the Black Adam versus Superman, which might take the place of World's Finest. But yeah, that's that, that seems to be the consensus amongst all leaking sources is that there is at least three movies and then it's debatable how many cameos we're going to get. Um, so continuing on, sorry, another bird walk. Cavill recently returned as Superman and Black Adam and recently teased more to come and an enormously joyful Superman. So no more somber Boy Scout. As part of that return, he it's said that the actor signed a deal to appear in the Black Adam sequel, Man of Steel 2, which is in early development, and Giant Freaking Robot, which is one of the places that's talking about this. Like I said, there are a number. Uh, adds Justice League 2. So they're the first ones to name specifically that third movie. The other two are kind of a given uh, because the rumors say that Man of Steel 2 was part of what Cavill required for his return to the DCU. And Black Adam is because it's the rock that kind of uh, did all of the middleman stuff. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So that would that would kind of be a given as well. So this is the first that Justice League 2 is being added to that list. Uh, rumor from the site also has recently been confirmed with news of Marvel's Vision Quest series in development at Disney+. Plus. How has that been confirmed? 
Let's 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 go down a little bit of a rabbit hole real quick cuz I don't think that's actually been confirmed. Okay, so it's said <laughs> that's not a confirmation, especially if your source is from Reddit. Come on. Oh man, like I I generally like these guys cuz they have fairly solid sources, but sometimes they're just a little too newsy. So, it's said a Marvel Vision Quest series is in development at the Disney Plus streaming service. Uh, Info claims the show will be called Vision Quest, which is which apparently is a reference to a West Coast Avengers comic storybook uh, comic book story arc I can read words where the character is dissected rebuilt and had his memory wiped which led to the end of Wanda and Vision's marriage that story might also have served in part as inspiration for the Wanda Vision series uh, which Vision Quest spins out from according to Reddit come on guys that is not a confirmation okay so updates the trades have confirmed this where is your source? Why Vision likely featured in the new series? Yes, I feel like if this happens, that's likely because the other Vision wasn't real. White Vision was the only actual real Vision because the classic Vision was a creation of Wanda inside of the town. Um, so last we saw the, synth- the Synthesoid. It was in Avengers Infinity War when Thanos used the Time Stone to... The last... What? No, that's not accurate. Effectively killing him, which sets Scarlet Witch where she uh, would bring back, yeah, would bring back her lover in WandaVision. So the last time we saw him was in WandaVision. However, a second white synthesoid was created by Sword to take out Wanda's version, where the two battled but came to an understanding where Wanda's version passed his memories onto White Vision, who ended up flying away. Yes. So that makes a lot of sense. Where is your source? What is... How have the trades confirmed this? All right. So we got it. We got to go. We got to go source hunting, shall we? Let's let's do a little bit of source hunting. Reddit is useful, but only if you have nothing to do. <laughs> At least you understand that, sir. Um, yes, a Reddit can. I, and I rarely like. I I have a Reddit, but I like if I'm looking for a Mortal Kombat piece to write. That's a, usually a fair place to start for sourcing that. But that's or or uh, if I'm really kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel for the regular news episodes i might check reddit but by and large i steer very very clear give a wide uh, berth if you will um all right so breath there you go thank you yes that's what i said bread (laughs) all right so uh the trades are the hollywood reporter Oh my goodness, Gustav. Hey, no barking. Goosey, no barking, buddy. No. He's mad at Russo because Russo's in his way. All right, so let's... Crossing over with Unmetal through music and humor. Oh? What is this? What is this? Uh, we're getting sidetracked. Let's not get sidetracked. Okay. Um, that's the Hollywood Times. That's not at all what I wanted. The Holly 
Wood Reporter. Really? All right, Google. Good Lord. The Hollywood Reporter. Is it .net and I did .com? Is that the stupid? Oh, no, it's, there's no the. I, I thought it was the other way around. Mob I had. Okay, so we're searching for Vision Quest. Vision. Vision. Quest. Do, 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 do. Heat Vision. This is the... When was this published? doesn't say. Wow, 2022. Yellowstone Star, Luke Grimes. Okay, let's go to Variety. That is another one of the trades. Variety.com. Oh, go away. All right, Jerry Lee Lewis dies. Oh, yeah, my girlfriend told me about that this morning. We're going to talk about that when we get to music stuff, too. I probably will just keep this tab open. Um, sad. Very, very sad. But he was 87, so. And your search function doesn't work. Goodness. Okay, um, we're gonna Google it and see if we can find it that way. Vision Quest Show. IMDB 1985. Oh, that's right. Deadline. I didn't check deadline. Let's go to deadline. The direct... Marvel Studios reportedly, this is still, so, all right, so this is the thing that I do different than a lot of other newsy places, is that even if it's in the trades, it is still a rumor, so we can't, because it's very potentially, can't. it very potentially will change us, we have, we have seen plenty of things come out as leaks, as rumor to the trades, and then change or not even happen. So you can't, a lot of other places treat them. That's usually when I'm bored. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, there's there's plenty of stuff to do on Reddit, but again, I really keep a pretty wide uh, breadth. So anyway, uh, sorry, I, I got distracted. Sorry, Chris, <laughs> you're distracting me, bud. Uh, the the trades it's still rumor like there's no reason to believe them necessarily over anyone else because they're almost just as wrong uh just because they have closer sources to the source material it uh, doesn't necessarily mean that they have a hundred percent track record because they don't they do have a higher percentage than most but not all uh, there are some online that have a much higher track record um but Still, like a lot of places that are not um, super newsy, so like Den of Nerds and uh, 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 Nerdrotic and all those guys have these sources, and and, and uh, uh, Doomcock have these sources, and. If I don't know, it's just it, it it's not it's not set in stone just because the trades are talking about it is kind of what I wanted to go with anyway. Uh, so the direct might have a link to on hot mic. No, no, no. Give me what I'm looking for. All right, we're gonna go to deadline. Deadline. Deadline.com. Yes. Search function. Search for Vision West. 
Vision series starring Paul Bettany in works. All right, so according to Deadline, let's we're getting to the bottom of this now. This is probably the trade that broke it because they're usually more likely to do such a thing. Uh, second WandaVision spinoff series focusing on Paul Bettany's vision is in the works at Marvel Studios for Disney Plus. Sources tell Deadline. Again, sources tell. Not Disney, not Paul Bettany, not anybody who's directly related to this project, just sources. Somebody who might work for Disney uh, somewhere in the studio who who occasionally talks to somebody at Deadline says. Uh, titled Vision Quest, the potential series, which is opening a writer's room next week, so we should be hearing official word about this very soon, if it's to be next week. will be about the Vision I'm trying to regain his memory and humanity. Uh, I hear, so this, the author of this article, I hear, uh, while the focus is on vision, word is there is potential, uh, there is a possibility for Wanda Maximoff to appear, which would make sense given how interconnected the two characters' stories are in the MCU. Like with the other WandaVision series, uh, spit, the no, no, words spin off the green lighted series Agatha House of Harkness, which is no longer called House of Harkness, it is now called uh, Curse of Something. I can't remember. Uh, headlined by Catherine Hahn, which means this is potentially old information, which makes it even less reliable. If we were giving this a percentage, it would definitely be below 70%. It would be above 50 uh, because we have some sort of corroboration with other places. Uh, though it seems like all of their sources are the same source. So, I don't know. Um, overseen by Wanda Vision creator, writer, and executive producer Jack Schaefer. I hear reps for Marvel Studios and Bettany declined to comment. Yes, they did. Um, new official. Yeah, and now we're, now we're just getting to much speculation. So... I guess kind of we're 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 closer than not, but uh, cosmic Bi cosmic book is writing it as if it's a, a, a done deal at this point. And it's anything but. Uh, so back to the Superman story. No other details are known, but uh, Justice League Two is happening. Is entering. Yeah. All right. So now we're getting in, into conjecture there as well. The Boys showrunner Eric Kripke says, F MAGA. Oh, that's an unfortunate turn of events because a lot of your fans are probably fairly conservative. Uh, Henry Cavill excited for joyful Superman. Let's read this real quick because he, according to rumor, Henry Cavill was not a fan of the Snyderverse. He was the last of all of the actors to come out in favor of the Snyder cut. So I, apparently he and Zack didn't get along the greatest and he actually is okay with Joss's version of the Justice League because it was a little bit more lighthearted, like a comic book movie. Apple cider. Not the greatest apple cider, this one, but we got some better stuff in the fridge waiting to be drank. Um, so this is Henry Cavill. Excited for Joyful Superman. Henry Cavill is excited to be back as an enormously joyful Superman, quote-unquote, and is happy to wear the Man of Steel cape again. The actor appeared Wednesday night in an hour-long interview with Josh Horowitz at 92nd Street Y, where he discussed his return. Quote, you guys... Sorry, let me start that over. Quote, how you guys expressed it is exactly how I feel, Cavill told the crowd after they erupted in applause. The character, quote, uh, the character means 
so much to me. It's been five years now, and quite rightly, otherwise I probably shouldn't deserve the to wear the cape, but I never gave up hope, and it's amazing to be here now talking about it again. Gavel continued, there is such a bright future ahead for the character. I'm so excited to tell a story with an enormously joyful Superman. So, I mean, joyful, at least usually in the comics, is when uh, Lois is involved, and so... I, Potentially, that means Lois Lane confirmed for Man of Steel 2. Uh, while, Henry, uh, while Henry is returning as Superman, he didn't divulge any of the super secrets and said they will become known in time. But he did discuss putting the suit back on for Black Adam mid-credits scene. It was a very powerful moment for me. It was. I wasn't sure how uh, it's going to feel, whether it's going to be cool back in the suit or whether it was going to be something which was very emotionally connective because I put the Man of Steel suit back on. <clears throat> I chose that one in particular because of the nostalgia attached to the suit. and It was incredibly important to me uh, just to be standing and enjoying that moment. Yeah, it's one of the top moments in my career. It feels great to have the opportunity to wear it again, Cavill offered. I mean, it's not a bad-looking suit, just saying. So, yeah, and then shares, yeah, whatever. Joyful Superman, which means it's not the Snyderverse. Uh, Disney Plus skews heavily male, explains Marvel sales figures. Duh. We got further insights into... Uh, Even if Vision Show is true, it's most likely going to come out in Phase 7. Well, all right. So if we, if the rumor for the Vision Quest show is legit, then uh, it says that they're going into a writer's room next week, um, implying that, generally speaking, we're looking at probably a month to three months worth of writing and then you have pre-production so you have to secure locations uh which i don't know what that time frame usually is for disney shows but for a movie we'll say uh usually they give it a couple of weeks to a month for pre-production for that stage of pre-production anyway because it's all pre-production until you start rolling film until you start rolling cameras um so you've got that and then you have, uh, then you roll into production. So, I mean, theoretically, if we get a vision series, then I don't think it's going to be that far. Well, I don't, I honestly can't remember what phase we're in. So let's, let's go pull up that information real quick. So I don't, I'm not talking out the side of my neck too much. Marvel phase. Sure. All right. So I'm doing this off camera and I apologize uh, uh, while I'm doing it off camera. Let's go to fancy cam. Fancy cam. All right. Um, so phase one, we are currently in phase four. Is that correct? Yeah. Do a black panda, uh, black, pa black panda, black panther, Wakanda forever is the end of phase four. And then phase five begins with Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is kind of actually epic. So 
I would say if Phase 5 runs till 24, is that all? They only run for a single year? That doesn't seem right to me at all. Because Phase 1 was 2008 to 2012. Phase 2 was two years. Phase 3 was three years. Yeah, it, that seems off. I feel like uh, Digital Spy has this incorrect. But either way, I think that if we are putting guesses out there for when this happens, if this schedule is to be believed, and I, I mean, I have no real reason to believe otherwise, aside from just the previous phases have been much longer than a single year, except for phase four. But that's different because, you know, COVID. So I would say very likely the end of phase five. Um, into maybe the beginning of phase six. So potentially 2025 at the latest, if the rumor is correct, if, if that's the situation, then we're looking at this vision series sometime in phase uh, five or six. I think at the latest 2025 because they don't put it's not usually as big of a budget for the shows and they only have four to eight episodes, usually speaking. Um, so, yeah, I would say likely sometime around 2024 or maybe 2025 is when we'll see that, which puts it in phase six. So I think I think you might be shooting a little far on that one there, Chris. Um but yeah, let's return to these numbers that we got. Info comes from Parrot Analytics. So we're going to open this in a new tab so that we can get the unbiased information because Cosmic Book is highly biased. Uh, Paris, uh, the value of broadcast TV. That's not... Is that what we're reading? Here we go. All right, so these guys have... Oh my, U.S. share of demand for shows from the main broadcast networks by platform. Peacock has 32% of broadcast is what I'm assuming. Yeah, NBC, Fox, CBS, ABC. All right, what are we looking at? Let's, let's analyze this data properly. Quarter three, U.S. share of demand for shows from the main broadcast networks by platform. So, NBC, that makes sense. But still, their other stuff is huge as well. That's, that's all broadcast stuff. But broadcast stuff doesn't really exist on the other platforms as much. Um, Hulu has a fair amount because they all had contracts with Hulu before they all started launching their own streaming services. Peacock makes sense because NBC, I'm pretty sure, was the largest um, broadcast network anyway. But then Paramount Plus has uh, it's CBS because that's their main uh, streamer is Paramount Plus. And Disney Plus is right behind them. You would think Netflix, because a lot of them had contracts with Netflix as well before streaming services became uh, obligatory. So, very interesting. Share of demand for shows from the main broadcast networks by genre. Drama, comedy, reality, action. I There's a breakdown... 
peak demand for the Big Bang Theory. Young Sheldon. That, we're not breaking it. Alright, Gender Skew by Platform Catalog. Disney Plus is by and large the one that is mostly male. That's interesting. HBO Max also skews mostly male, but not by much. Uh, Prime Video goes the opposite direction by even less and skews a little more female. Netflix is almost 5%, just like Paramount Plus, a female. Uh, 7.5% roughly for Apple TV Plus, 10% plus for Hulu and Peacock, both female. That's interesting. Disney Plus is heavily on the middle, which, again, they have Marvel, they have uh, Star Wars. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, all right. So just interesting information going forward. Yeah, and then they kind of get into it here in the article. But that's not – it's a little too politicky. Um, ah, William Jackson Harper joins Ant-Man 3, not as Reed Richards. So, William Jackson Harper has joined the cast of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania with it claimed not to be Fantastic Four's Reed Richards, which is currently trending on Twitter. While Variety reported on the casting on Thursday offering, the role remains a closely guarded secret. Reddit actually leaked the casting news three days ago. Hey, there's that Reddit place again. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Where is it? That one. Good call. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Still on face cam. Ending phase four, November 11th. We're starting phase five with Amen and Wasp. Yep, you are correct. I, I, I guess that that um that that schedule was accurate. So I did, I, I was just, cause I was in a different window. I didn't want to lose our place in, in this window. So I opened it in a different window, which is not on the camera. So I, that's why I switched to face cam. So I apologize that I did not switch back, but, um, we are back now. So lo siento, but yeah, William Jackson Harper joins Ant-Man three. Um, while Variety reported on the casting on Thursday, offering the role remains closely guarded secret, Reddit actually leaked the casting news three days ago. So this is still technically rumor, too, because uh, offering the role remains a closely guarded secret means that they don't have 100% confirmation. They just have sources who say. So while it does seem... Because I feel like Variety is one that reports on rumor much less than, say, Deadline or Hollywood Reporter. Um, that gives it a little bit more credibility, but I'm not giving it much more credibility than the other rumor. According to a leak on the Marvel Studios spoiler subreddit, William Jackson, Jackson Harper is playing the mind-reading leader of the Quantum People. Who I think that's who we saw in the trailer, is it not? Uh, it's further said he has an assistant who is described as a little guy with a goo head in a glass head. Yeah, yep. Think of aliens from Jimmy Neutron. Additional leaks offer Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania has a runtime of 2 hours and 15 minutes, which would make the flick 17 minutes longer than the first two movies. William Jackson Harper is known. There we go. Uh, he was. Oh, that's why he looks familiar. He was in The Good Place. 
uh, Peacock's The Resort, and HBO Max's anthology series Love Life. And then we get into how Fantastic Four connect to Ant-Man and why that's relevant, which we've actually talked about in the main show already once before, so we don't need to rehash these things. Uh, Black Panther 2 reactions are in. Best since Avengers Endgame. Things are expected from Letitia Wright. All right, so before I click on this, uh, very potentially there's going to be spoilers in here for Black Adam 2. Uh, it's probably going to be presented as leaks and rumors, though, so you've been warned. I'm going to check chat before we... I just clicked the wrong dang thing. Go away. No, no, no. All right. Um, so... Black Panther 2, let's get into this. Black Panther 2 is the best MCU movie since Avengers Endgame, according to early reactions. Social, social media embargo has been lifted, and those lucky reviewers that got a chance to see the movie ahead of time have taken to Twitter to voice their thoughts where, similar to the first movie, the flick is generating glowing reviews, which the first movie legit was good, so, like, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> first film released in 2008 was given a 96% run tomato score from critics, so the sequel has a lot to live up to. That's very true. If the following Twitter reactions are anything to go by, it seems Black Panther Wakanda Forever will indeed equal the first movie. The box office is also expected to be big as opening weekend estimates are around $175 million. Maybe it'll go over a billion again. First film opened to over 202 million for a three-day weekend and over 240 million for the four-day president's weekend in february of 2018 and went on to bring in over 1.347 billion dollars ryan googler writes and directs with block blah 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 all right so we this might be a more in-depth synopsis now that we know that namor's in it and whatnot so let's read this synopsis real quick. Yeah, we'll get to with these two paragraphs, and that's probably the end of what's relevant in this article. Uh, Queen Ramonda, played by Angela Bassett, Shuri, Letitia Wright, and Mubaku, uh, played by Winston Duke, who is the voice of Batman on the Batman Unburied. Uh, Okoye, uh, who is played by Denai Guerrero. And the Dora Milaje, including Florence uh, Kasumba, fight to protect their nation from inter intervening world powers in the wake of King T'Challa's death. As the Wakandans strive to embrace their next chapter, the heroes must band together with the help of war dog Nakia, Lupita Nyong'o, and Everett Ross, Martin Freeman, and forge new path for the kingdom of Wakanda. Wow, no mention of Namor at all. Uh, Tanakh Huerta. So nothing more than we haven't gotten already. So we're going to be moving on. Um, Kevin Feige addresses New Avengers, X-Men, and James Gunn. And we got uh, talking about rumors for the Henry Cavill stuff that we've been talking about for House of the Dragon. So that could be also very interesting. We've got two really good articles. Let's do this. Uh, Kevin Feige... Words. Kevin Feige addresses New Avengers, X-Men, uh, and James Gunn. Cosmic Book says, Head of Marvel, Kevin Feige, addresses the New Avengers and the X-Men coming to the MCU, as well as James Gunn taking over the DCU. 
Feige appeared at the Black Panther Wakanda Forever red carpet premiere on Wednesday, where he fielded questions from Deadline. <clears throat> Excuse me. Feige on the new Avengers. Regarding the new team of Avengers, Deadline points out there is a nice group of diverse Avengers. Quote, well, I think people pick up that we're putting what we're putting down sometimes, Feige responded. We take our cues from the comics, and yes, introducing as many characters as we can from the comics is what I've spent the last 22 years doing, and those are among the many we've introduced. So could uh, who could make up the new team of Avengers? If Disney Plus shows and the MCU movies are anything to go by, Anthony Mackie will play Captain America. Ironheart will be on the new uh, will be the new Iron Man. She-Hulk will be the new Hulk. Haley Steinfeld the new Hawkeye. Florence Pugh the new Black Widow, and maybe Chris Hemsworth will stick around as Thor unless Natalie Portman gets out of Valhalla. Um, I, I, I don't know. As hard as it was to get Natalie Portman to come back for that movie, I don't imagine they're going to really go forward with her. Uh, unless Feige really wants to print some more money for her, I guess. There is also Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, Iman Vellani as Miss Marvel, uh, Tom Holland will be back as Spider-Man, Moon Knight possibly, Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch as uh, Doctor Strange, and probably Letitia Wright as Black Panther. Not technically a spoiler, that is still just rumor. Um, Kevin Feige says about the X-Men. Regarding the X-Men, Kevin Feige references the She-Hulk season finale and, and his mum on the subject except for mentioning Deadpool 3 and Wolverine with Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman. Uh, that's what Jennifer Walters just asked the robot in the final episode of She-Hulk, and I'll give you the same answer he gave. No answer. Feige said about the arrival of the X-Men in the MCU, but you know, Deadpool and Wolverine, so we're getting close. Yeah, great non-answer. And then his response to the James Gunn situation. On uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy director James Gunn, is now in charge of the DCU and following uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will be done with Marvel. But Feige says Gunn is still busy with Marvel for a while. He's got a lot of work to do for Marvel between now and May, which he's well aware of, Feige said. But after that, I'll be the first in line to see anything he does. Feige also joked, talking with The Hollywood Reporter, that he doesn't know how Gunn will have any time to work on DC until May. But again, he added he'll be first in line also known gun pitched a dc versus marvel movie interesting i think we actually talked about that previously all right so the henry cavill this is uh addressing rumors that we've talked about at least twice on the uh regular show <clears throat> okay so Henry Cavill addresses those House of Dragon and Marvel rumors. The actor uh, has been rumored to be eyed for a role in House of the Dragon Season 2 along with Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen has already kind of addressed her side of it. Uh, for Marvel's Loki, he also has been rumored for Season 2 as Marvel's version of evil Superman, uh, namely Hyperion. Wednesday night in an hour-long interview with Josh Horowitz, 92nd Street Y, uh, Cavill was asked and addressed those rumors. 
Horowitz asked if he enjoys the show. I uh, enjoy that enormously. I think the writing is fantastic. Cavill said about watching House of the Dragon. Fabian Wagner's lighting was amazing. Fabian, who worked with Zach and I on Zach's Justice League, the character performances are incredible. I think it's really good show. Cavill continued. I mean, to be fair, when I was watching House of the Dragon, I was like, I feel like a lot of those guys would make really good witchers. <laughs> those wigs are good. That's funny. Unfortunately, Cavill reveals he won't be in the series. I think it would be cool to be in Westeros. I really do. I don't think there's a place for me in there, though. Um, uh, Henry Cavill on Marvel Loki rumors. Regarding Marvel and Loki, it seems now that Cavill is back as Superman. He won't be joining the MCU anytime soon. Yes, I feel like that should be self-evident, but some people needed to be spelled out for them. As far as I know... Uh, I am not going to be in Loki. It would be a tricky one to handle at this stage, Cavill said and joked. James Gunn can do it. Maybe I can too. <laughs> Cavill also added that he is very excited about that in regards to James Gunn taking over the DCU. So everybody seems to be on board with Gunn taking over DC. Zack Snyder shares a message for Superman Henry Cavill. Fans love Star Wars Tales of the Jedi. Oh, I didn't quite realize this had released, I guess. Now available to watch on Disney Plus streaming service and fans are loving what they're watching with the animated series, The Tales of the Jedi. Uh, the show is described by Lucasfilm as new six-part animated anthology of shorts helmed by supervising director Dave Filoni, of course, with the series devoting three episodes each to fan-favorite characters Ahsoka Tano and Count Dooku. Revealing key moments in their lives and journeys. The stories range from the birth of Ahsoka and an early experience with her mother, her mother Pavti, played by Janina Javankar, who brought uh, Iden Verso, Iden Verso, to life in Battlefront 2, to a mission featuring Dooku, still a Jedi, and his Padawan Qui-Gon Jinn, voiced by Liam Neeson himself. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Bryce Dale Howard, who has directed episodes of Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, also revealed on social media that she voices Yaddle, the a female member of the same mysterious species as the revered Jedi Master Yoda, who first appeared in The Phantom Menace. Yes, everyone wants to always know what happened to Yaddle. Maybe we figure it out in this series. Yaddle sat on the Jedi Council with Yoda, but by the time of the Clone Wars, she was no longer on the Council. Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes critics give it 100% and audience gives it 92% as of October, to, so two days ago. So it could have changed, but I doubt it's changed in any sort of meaningful way. And then we get into reactions, and that's irrelevant. We're not going to read reactions. Uh, James Cameron blasts DC and Marvel. They all act like they're in college. Yeah, I don't think we really care about that. Deadpool 3, Wolverine, Ryan Reynolds, and Hugh Jackman thrilled. No kidding. Secret Invasion, Amelia Clark playing Abigail Brand, accidentally revealed by Marvel. Commander of Sword. Interesting. How was it accidentally revealed, I wonder? Marvel accidentally revealed that Amelia Clark is playing Abigail Brand in the upcoming Secret Invasion series coming to the streaming service. Whoops. Eagle-eyed eagle fans. <clears throat> excuse me. Eagle-eyed eagle fans. I can read. Spotted a gif that Marvel tweeted uh, that happens to have a file name of It's the Beginning Abigail Brand dot gif. The gif features Amelia Clark from Secret Invasion and It's the Beginning 
Huh. And uh, the D- Disney Plus logo. Mia Clark is, of course, known for playing uh, Daenerys Targaryen. And she starred in Solo, uh, Star Wars Story, and Terminator Genisys. Abigail Brand is half of that. All right, that just gets into who the character is. So that's interesting. Secret Invasion is set to release next year, though the Secret Invasion movie is going to be... Uh, I, that was the one that got pushed back to 25, wasn't it? Uh, one of the Avengers movies got pushed back to 25. Bad News Bears rebooted with Down on Her Luck, Divorce Mom. I don't care. That's the thing that does not need to happen. Uh, yes, James Gunn pitched DC versus Marvel. Um, Yeah, no, we're not going to get into that. Gay Green Lantern series canceled, getting overhauled at HBO Max. There is a Gay Green Lantern, though, in the comic books, so I don't know why that would... Whatever. Uh, Quantum Leap ratings collapse. Oh, no. I had such high hopes. I haven't watched it, so I guess I'm part of the problem when it comes to that side of it, but I had such high hopes. Uh, Batman, Arkham, and Gotham PD shows moving forward. All right, so here we go. More confirmations. I just posted the short where we're talking about the confirmation of the uh, the Penguin show, and now we have confirmation, hopefully, I I'm, I'm, might be getting ahead of myself, for the uh, Arkham show and the Gotham PD show. So let's read what Cosmic Book has, shall we? Excuse me. It's learned the Matt Reeves Batman spinoffs for Arkham Asylum and the Gotham PD are moving forward at HBO Max streaming service. Reeves already has the Penguin spinoff in development starring Colin Farrell, but nothing has been said about the Arkham series as of late. Now it is learned that not only is Arkham happening, but the Gotham PD series that was thought to have been transformed into Arkham is also happening. All right, so how is it learned? Uh, Batman 2 is also in development, uh, so that gives Matt Reeves four projects surrounding the Dark Knight. Five, if you want to include Paul Dano's Riddler Year One comic book, though I don't know why you would count that one. (laughs) That is now available. Uh, Arkham Asylum in development with new writer. Regarding the Arkham Asylum project, HBO Max... Variety reports Antonio Campos is on board as a new writer. Campos will direct and serve as showrunner slash executive producer on the series and is known for... All right, so this must be like an official announcement. Let's, uh, let's, again, going down a rabbit hole just to make sure. Batman's spinoff series at Arkham Asylum and HBO Max has... Uh, brought on and yeah that this is confirmed it would seem oh no exclusively from sources variety has learned exclusively from sources means it's still a rumor um but again variety are ones that usually have prop the best track record of the trades so i would tend to give that some pretty high likelihood um so yeah very likely this is going to be a thing. Arkham series is described as like a horror movie or a haunted house that is Arkham. Which kind of goes in line with the Arkham Asylum comic book, if you think about it. Uh-huh. Gotham PD series separate from Arkham. Regarding Gotham PD series, while originally it was thought to have evolved into Arkham, or at least that Arkham took its place, the good news is the Gotham PD series is also happening. I think that it could be so much fun. Uh, I think that a lot of the fan base 
who love Batman but think that there is a saturation of the character will be very happy to see something that is Batman adjacent so strongly as a way to say that, I think. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be good for the brand for sure. Good news. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Variety adds that an individual with knowledge of the situation now says that the two are in fact completely separate and that the Gotham PD series remains in development. Gotham PD series was originally meant to show the inner workings of the Gotham City Police Department and believe even starred Jeffrey Wright as Lieutenant James Gordon in Batman's first year of being a hero or a prequel to the Batman. I would be honestly surprised at this point because we thought that the Penguin was going to be a prequel as well. I would imagine the more compelling or the more uh, monetarily compelling, I I guess is probably a more specific way of saying that, uh, version of this show is going to be very much Batman adjacent. So kind of a sequel in that it takes place after the events of the Batman movie, but still not focused on Batman. Like we might have see someone in a bat suit in the distance or like up on a on a building or something along those lines uh maybe even a, a brief cameo by the bat but uh it will be very much batman adjacent and kind of corresponding maybe even setting up batman 2 maybe they'll play it really smart maybe matt reeves will spin the two together and events that happen in the gotham pd series will then be reflected in the sequel to the batman i think that would be really awesome as well so and he seems to be capable of doing such a thing so um, however, things have since fallen apart with the Gotham PD show, which is why it was thought to be uh, it was canceled in favor of the Arkham series as uh, Terrence Winter was executive producing and Winter, uh, but Winter departed over creative differences. Joe Barton then jumped on board uh, Gotham PD, but parted ways as well. So now we'll have to wait and see what's in store. But again, the good news is that the series is said to be happening today. Also saw big news that James Gunn. Yeah, yeah, we already know that. Next, I think that's about where we're going. Yep, that's about where we're leaving off. Uh, let's check. What time is it? 8.53. So we're going to go to Metal Injection. Because I think that's where the thing was that I wanted. Cannibal Corpse makes coffee now. That's hilarious. Let's read that. Uh, beheading brewing and liquefy your brain (laughs) that's awesome um the guys said they wanted to make the most killer coffee on the planet they spared no expense and took no shortcuts to bring the maniacal beast to life said concepts cafe of the coffee year went into this project cupping beans from around the world tuning down on a diabolical roast level and custom artwork from the legendary artist Vince Locke himself. This organic Bali blue moon is premium bean, blah, blah, blah. This is basically just an ad for the coffee, but that's hilarious. Cannibal Corpse makes coffee. Two different brews. Uh, Fred Durst slams today's pressing of Limp Biscuits chocolate starfish as fake and unofficial. Como? What's going on here? Good Burger sequel is happening. Oh, I'm going to have to find... I'm going to go... That's at Screen Crush. Screen Crush. Breaking news. Um, 
Venom 3. Come on, meow. There it is. Good Burger. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can it take your order? Uh, Good Burger may soon be the home of uh, the Good Burger again really soon. That's a dumb sentence. May soon be the home of the Good Burger again really. Yeah, okay, whatever. Sounds like a pipe dream or maybe an elaborate prank, but... Apparently, a sequel to the 1997 cult kids comedy Good Burger, based on the series of sketches from television and starring Kenan Thompson and Kale Mitchell, is really happening. Thompson himself says that the script of the movie is written and that the sequel is gonna happen, quote unquote, some 25 years after the original hit theaters. I actually rewatched this that, uh, a little while ago. And still ridiculous. <laughs> like, not quite as funny now that I'm an adult, but I was still laughing. I'm not going to lie. Uh, as he explained to Entertainment Tonight, quote, It's closer than it's ever been, so I don't think anything is going to, de to derail it. We had a reading, like a little private thing, just to hear the script that we've been working on out loud. Just with a couple of friends and a couple of people from Paramount and Nickelodeon. And it was so... So funny. Thompson and Mitchell recently had a Good Burger reunion during the Emmy Awards, which Thompson hosted. Uh, do I want to try this? Let's 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 see what happens if we play this. Cause can we get you a drink or something? Uh, you know what? Can I get a Good Burger? Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know if we can hear that in stream. I don't know if I set up that audio. Crap! I'm sorry. Audio capture two. Audio capture. Desktop? Desktop? I don't know. Either way, that was funny. Let's... Keenan Thompson yeah, it's giving there. Okay, the cool. Emmys audience what they want, a reunion with Kel Mitchell. It'd be nice but I don't want the ET you know, piece. I just want the bit from whatever. Um, previously reunited for Good Burger Sketch on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon back in 2015. They first revealed discussions for a potential Good Burger film sequel in 2018. Good Burger concept originated in the Nickelodeon sketch series All That in the 90s. And you can watch All That. I don't remember where now. It's streaming somewhere and I forget where. But yeah, you can watch them. The old, the old ones. It's great. That series has also been revived in recent years by Nickelodeon. I haven't watched any of the new ones, uh, but Thompson and Mitchell both serving as, as executive producers uh, uh, and also appearing as guest stars. Mitchell and Thompson also posted a video of the script on Instagram this week indicating that the thing really does exist. That's crazy cool. I'm not going to lie. I dig it a lot. I dig it. I dig it a lot. All right. Back to music. Fred Durst slams today's pressing of Limp Biscuits, chocolate starfish, and the hot dog flavored water as fake and unofficial. There is no official vinyl press. Oh, it's a vinyl thing. Okay. So, um, was reissued by Enjoy the Ride Records earlier today in two limited edition pressings. Both pressings sold out within minutes. Of course they did because it's Limp Biscuit, and that's like just after the peak <laughs> in my eyes i'm sure most people's eyes that is the peak of their output but um so that within minutes and that was that except limp biscuit vocalist fred durst caught wind of the pressings and isn't thrilled and in an instagram story durst called the pressings fake and unofficial adding that limp biscuit will be reissuing their albums at some point in the future on vinyl that is cool dig it a lot all right we're gonna read the so this is the story, apparently, that he posted. Maybe 
And, and, and the story says, maybe Enjoy the Ride Records got permission from someone I'm not aware of, but no one, not one person, has contacted me about this at all. Wow, really poor uh, punctuation there, Fred. Uh, who knows these days? Gotta love it. And then he goes on to say, Hey, enjoy the ride records. Please stop lying to people about the fake unofficial vinyl pressing from Limp Bizkit because there is no official vinyl pressing for any Limp Bizkit album at the moment, but will be coming soon only from Limp Bizkit directly. Just be honest. A for effort, though, at Limp Bizkit. And then this one's going to be a little harder to read, but let's try. Uh, all right. Enjoy the ride records. Oh, he's quoting. Uh, he, he screenshotted the, the, the sale, it looks like. On sale Friday, October 28th at something something Limp Bizkit chocolate starfish and hot dog flavor water. This is the first official pressing in over 20 years offered in two color variants. Please set a timer and have www.enjoytheriderecords.com pulled up on your device before they go on sale. We know email blasts can lag time-wise on release day, and we don't want people to solely depending on that. Be sure to sign up for email list that we are sending email blasts tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And then Durst's uh, response to their post was, ha, 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 fake ass pressing. Good job. Um, so, I mean, he's kind of, like, promoting it, right? <laughs> Like, in a very Fred Durst kind of way where, like, he doesn't want to look like a sellout, but then is kind of doing a lot to promote it because, like, you could issue a cease and desist. I would imagine Fred's a pretty smart guy. I would imagine he owns the masters and owns the rights to his music, or at least the band as a company does. So how is this something that he can't, put a stop to like he obviously saw the post before it went live or before the 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 record sale went live so i uh, that seems a little suspect just because again i'm, I'm i've been a big fan of limp biscuit since three dollar bill so i i'm familiar with the way fred does press <laughs> and i feel like that is the way fred does press oh all right so there was a music thing and oh avatar has a new video oh i hate that it's so hard to if if we were streaming on twitch we would be able to do live reactions but because i kind of hate twitch <laughs> as far as my streams go i just don't like broadcasting to twitch it's uh, that their discoverability is garbage i i like twitch because i get free stuff for my halo and mortal Kombat and such but like just not a fan of my per for my personal broadcasts but new avatar song we will be uh definitely talking about that on wednesday um Demi borgir has a new song too crosses blah all eight dismember albums finally streaming services that's cool weekly injection there's the weekly releases um rise against come on it was a uh, like a top something hey there's the 96 bitter beings record uh getting reviewed undeaths alexander jones discusses the extremity of anti-diluvian There was something that we... That, uh, it was just a couple of days ago. Oh, I bet it's in my Instagram. Let's go see if... Let's go see if I can see it on the Instagrams. 
because my girlfriend rocks and sends me this stuff all the time. Rock and roll pioneer. Oh yeah, we have to touch on that too. Mick Mars officially confirming that he will be retiring. That's from We Are the Pit. Uh, Floor Jansen from Nightwish has cancer. That sucks. I guess not. There was a. I thought you sent me like a. a no, it was like a top top list or something like that. Some sort of list. Uh, ten mass bands. That's the one. Ten mass bands. It was Loudwire. I was wrong. So we're gonna we're gonna go test my my uh, metal knowledge real quick. Actually, we're just gonna open this in a new tab. Loudwire.com. Let's get into Jerry Lee before we move on, just because I keep seeing it. One of the greats of early rock and roll era, Jerry Lee Lewis has died at the age of 87. Born September uh, 29th, 1935 in Faraday, Louisiana. Uh, Lewis would rise to great musical heights with his live wire piano playing and performing, earning him the nickname The Killer. Uh, scored a slew of hits including Great Balls of Fire, Whole Lot of Shaking Going On, Breathless, and High School Confidential over the course of his legendary career. Lewis first arrived. Uh, yeah, uh, this is celebrating his life, and I dig it. Lewis first arrived in the music scene in 1956, settling into Memphis's Sun Studios. First single, Crazy Arms, of. Failed to chart. I thought I thought they said filed. Failed to chart, but following year he released Whole Lot of Shaking Going On, which peaked number three. They'll top both the country and R&B charts, which is hilarious. Um, over the course of his career, he released 40 studio albums, and the most recent coming from 2014's Rock and Roll Time. There were also eight live albums and multiple collaborative albums and compilations on soundtrack appearances. Oh, and soundtrack appearances, sorry. While at Sun Studios, Lewis was part of what was dubbed the Million Dollar Quartet, along with Johnny Cash, Carl Perkins, and Elvis Presley. Lewis's career wasn't without controversy. It was discovered that his third wife, Myra Gale Brown, was his 13-year-old cousin. Second cousin, twice removed. Uh, the news led to Lewis's tour being canceled, but eventually the musician was able to rebound with his albums charting through the end of his career. Yes. 86, Jerry Lee was one of the inaugural inductees into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and three years later, his life story was turned into a film, Great Balls of Fire, featuring Dennis Quaid, which I have seen way too many times because my sister was in love with that movie when I was a kid. Uh, Lewis's life once again became subject of a film in 2022 with director Ethan Cohen overseeing the documentary Jerry Lee Lewis, Trouble in Mind. In tribute... Uh, released through this pub through his publicist, it was revealed that Lewis suffered from various illnesses and injuries over the latter portion of his life. He's ready to leave, said his wife Judith, just prior to his passing. When asked in his latter years what he hoped people would say about him, Lewis often offered, "You can tell him I played the piano and sang rock and roll." <laughs> The musician is survived by his wife, Judith, his children, Jerry Lee Lewis III, Ronnie Lewis, Phoebe Lewis, and Lori Lancaster, sister, Linda Gale Lewis, cousin, Jimmy Swaggart, and many grandchildren, nieces, and nephews. Services and more information will be announced in the following days. That's, that's heavy, man. All right. I wanted to get to this mask band thing. Avatar again! 
Iggy Pop's new song with a uh, new song frenzy features Duff McKagan and Chad Smith. Oh, we're talking about this on the way to finding that masked band thing. Punk Godfather and Stooges icon Iggy Pop returned on Friday with a new song frenzy. So today, first fruits of the 75 year old singer, man, 75. He looks like he's 175. But he's still in great shape, so, you know, there's that. Track features musical backing from Guns N' Roses' Duff McHagan, likely on bass, and Red Hot Chili Peppers' Chad Smith, also likely on guitar. Or, uh, drums. Guitar. Listen to me. And in the tune's refrain, Iggy sounds just as pissed off as he ever was. I'm in a frenzy, you effing... Yeah, words. In a frenzy, you GDD. All right. <laughs> Why, who plays guitar on the song, tells Zane Lowe on Apple Music, First line of the song cannot make cannot make you not hysterically laugh. I mean, it's as Iggy as it gets. <laughs> uh, producer continues. I'm such a fan of the Stooges. Uh, Streetwalking Cheetah with a heart full of napalm. I'm such a fan of the records he made with David Bowie. I love Kill City. It just got Duff and Chad who are. I'm like, okay. Who do I want to do this with? Who loves Iggy? Chad is Detroit, man. He's from Detroit. Iggy is his hero. I didn't know that. I thought uh, Chad was also from uh, L.A. Interesting. Well, further explains the three of us got together and it was kind of like, what do we do? What do we want to hear Iggy sing on? The first thing we made is a song called Frenzy because we were like, okay, this works. It's guitar, bass, and drums. That's it. As well it should be with Iggy freaking pop. I dig some of the guest vocal stuff that he's done on other things that are anything but punk rock. But man, Iggy deserves to be on punk rock tracks. And even like he was on, uh, uh, oh, I can't even think of the band. He, was, he, did a, he did a guest vocal spot on some kind of mediocre band's record, which also had Randy Blythe on the same track and just still didn't feel like Iggy. Um, all right. Come on now. This can't be that far back. Uh, let's see if we can just search for it, shall we? Masked bands. Ten new masked bands you need to know. How new are they? Are they so new that I don't even know who they are? Well, the first one is... Actually, no, I have actually, I've, I recognize these masks. I've never listened to them, but I've seen them. Because I very much remember those crazy looking masks. Formed in 2016, Gera, Garia, Garia. It previously appeared on Loudwire's 10 up and coming bands you need to hear in 2021. Now we're championing championing them again. Why? Because Portuguese black metal troupe, that's why they look familiar. Uh, to be Portuguese back metal. Uh, they were on the list in 2021. I probably saw the list. That makes sense. Uh, black tire, the signature symbol on hoods, is tastefully enigmatic. Uh, too tastefully enigmatic to forget. The latest EP, 2022's Mirage, features a gold version of the hood. And also, I remember seeing that uh, also too as well. So we'll we'll check out some stuff for the Wednesday episode from them for sure. We'll we'll look for the single off of that record. Sleep Token I recognize again have never actually listened to sadly. This is an anonymous British ensemble which combines alternative metal and art pop. 
also got started in 2016 as tracks such as Alkaline Hypnosis and Dark Signs demonstrate their dynamic compositions are irresistibly eclectic. Part of their intrigue comes from their look, too, as they wear several cloaks and masks in tribute to their ancient god, Sleep. <laughs> uh, that's uh, Sleep's a band, yo. No, I'm just playing. Uh, Batushka? Do not know these guys either? Man, I'm falling behind on my... On my random metal. Uh, Batushka made Loudwire's list of the 10 most terrifying live bands. It's easy to see why. Formed in 2015 and eventually divided into two different projects. The Polish black metal group dedicate themselves to writing about the Eastern Orthodox Church in Old Church uh, Slavonic. Emphasizing deep chants, authoritarian proclamations, and hostile arrangements, their music captures the darker side of theology. Very interesting, man. Uh, the next one is Imperial Triumphant. Began in 2005. How are these uh, new bands if they're so old? But didn't release their first LP until 2012, blending jazz fusion and experimental death metal with New York City influences, which read punk rock, crust punk to be a little more specific, probably. Their latest opus, Spirit of Ecstasy, recalls Isan, Portal, and uh, Igor. 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 As their name suggests, Imperial Triumphant convey extra stateliness through their Art Deco-style golden wizards, black robes, and other architectural trappings. I dig the aesthetic a lot, actually. Uh, Slaughter to Prevail, I mean, if you listen to metal, you know who these guys are by now because they're kind of one of... They're, them and uh, Lorna Shore are like the two biggest younger bands right now and i'm totally behind that that's so awesome hailing from russia even though they live in the states these days death this deathcore quintet or quartet rather are less than a decade old however their first two full-length se sequences 2017's misery sermon and 2021's uh costalum Prove that they are masters of their domain. Baba Yaga, Bonebreaker, Chronic Slaughter, and Malice of Rights are among our favorite tracks. Baba Yaga is, yes, but Bonebreaker is probably my favorite favorite. Uh, despite not being very elaborate, their signature ki uh, Kid of Darkness mask, which I think is funny that that's the name of the mask, are a key aspect of their appeal because they perfectly capture the malevolence of Slaughter to Prevail's songs. While the group sticks uh, to gold and silver varieties, lead, uh, lead singer Alex Terrible designed and sells many other colors, including black, fire, pink, mint, and white. Victorious. I don't think I care to know who Victorious is based off of this picture right here. Self-described German power metal space warriors. Yeah, I'm not much for the power metal, not going to lie. Uh, Victorious have been going strong since their debut LP, Unleash the Titans, arrived in 2010. Musically, they pack everything genre aficionado, aficionados could want, such as operatic singing, thunderous arrangements, and grand mythical concepts. Yeah, well, that's all we need to know about them. Thank you. War Kings. Uh, so, Victorious is not really masked. War Kings is a bit more. Like It looks like the vocalist, I'm assuming, is who she is. Does not wear a mask, but the rest of the band does. Another power metal powerhouse is War Kings. Yep, power metal, don't care. Who started in 2018, legitimately a new band then, and whose latest collection, Morgana, 
will come out November 2022, whereas Victoria's flaunt futuristic cosplay, War Kings go to the opposite route by encasing themselves in ancient looks and lore. Uh, Infernal Sea, I've also heard of, but not listened to, unfortunately. There are few antique outfits more airy than those of Plague Doctors. So Infernal Sea's decision to dress like them automatically makes them interesting. No, it doesn't. Aesthetics do not automatically make a band interesting. Uh, and that's probably me totally being a hypocrite, because the entire reason I found Mudvayne, or not Mudvayne, Mushroom Head, was because I was too poor to buy a Mudvayne record and saw Mushroom Head had a similar aesthetic, so that's why I bought the record, and then fell in love with Mushroom Head, but... Uh, yeah, so I'm kind of being hypocritical. But if it had been garbage music, that would have the the cool aesthetic would not have made it better. Like, doesn't make it more whatever. Uh, in 2018. In a 2018 chat with MetalRules.com, they explained that they wanted to, quote, create a visually extreme look, unquote, to support their, quote, quite extreme music, unquote. Launched in 2010, the UK Black Metalers write about the Black Death. Therefore, the Plague Doctor thing creates another dimension to their sound and stage show, sort of a visual assault on the eyes with an oral assault on the ears. We couldn't put it better ourselves. Uh, I'm definitely intrigued by that. There's a lot of these bands are black metal bands, and I generally don't get into black metal, so I'm really hoping that these guys are worth a listen. Um, yeah, High Lung. I know High Lung. I love High Lung. High Lung is great. Established in 2014, Danish ensemble High Lung refute genre boxes, uh, choosing instead to classify their output as, quote, amplified history from early medieval northern Europe. That said, their work largely consists of enthralling experimental neo-folk, complete with spoken word narration and poetry, revolving around their literature and runes from several languages and ages. Unsurprisingly, they support their primeval songwriting and timber with sophisticated clothing taken from, quote, spiritual traditions of the Eurasian circumpolar peoples, unquote, Nordic Bronze Age and or other olden, olden eras. I don't know if that's how they wanted to put that. Uh, far from being promotional ploys, their rustic headgear, fur, fur gowns, earthly face coverings, and woodland accessories are quintessential components of their art. And from what I've seen, they are, like, legit. They're not fake furs. Like, that is legitimate stuff, so I can dig it. The Bunny the Bear. I've, again, heard of, never actually listened to because, uh, yep, yeah, that's why. Because post-hardcore is another one of those genres that I just don't generally get into. Uh, led by Matthew Tybor and Jake Reeves, Buffalo, New York post-hardcore project The Bunny, The Bear have gone through multiple lineup changes and artistic shifts since their eponymous 2010 introductory record. For example, they've also tapped into synth-pop, symphonic rock, and even alt alternative dance weird nevertheless their uh, commitment to their kubrick-esque namesake gimmick uh however simple is a big reason why they remain so compelling in a tw 2013 discussion with new transcendence tyber revealed that their quote wasn't some in-depth emotional riveting explanation for the faux animal heads rather he just decided to run around in plastic children's mask sure why not <laughs> i mean that's kind of why slipknot does it uh and then we that's the that's the top 10 so that is where we are going to be ending the news portion nerds uh so 
something tomorrow and it's getting late here. See you around. Talk to you soon. Rock and roll. Uh, thank you very much for sticking around, Chris. That is the end of the news show. So uh, it's usually what you stick around the most for anyway. So I appreciate you very much. Anyone else in chat, feel free to join in the conversation. And those of you who are watching or listening in post, this is where the news show ends. So you're going to have to go check out the YouTube channel for the rest of the broadcast, or you can check out the clips channel for the smaller portions from the rest of the broadcast. But we will We'll be starting with a Ghostbusters game for the gaming portion. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much for joining me for the news. Uh, those of you who are here, we will be taking a brief break. And those of you watching in post, uh, tune in next time for all of the other stuff before we head out. Always, always remember that if it's generally nerdy, it's probably here.